Well, Happy New Year and welcome back. It is January and we're here with a new word to talk about and it might be the most appropriate word for January that I know of right now for so many reasons. I'm here with Dr. Beth Trammell. Beth, introduce yourself to our audience. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Uh, Welcome to 2021, the year that I know we were all looking forward to last year. Um, So my name is Dr. Beth Trammell. I'm a licensed psychologist and associate professor of psychology at Indiana University East. And my focus is to help parents and teachers to make words matter for good. So I do a lot of trainings. I do a lot of workshops to help parents and grownups really try to deepen connection with kids and and decrease our frustration as parents. So I love words and I love the word responsible, responsibility, anything that is a derivative of being responsible. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So I'm sorry, I should introduce myself, I guess. I'm Leslie Bolster. I'm the creative director of Core Essential Values. Um, And we are talking about responsibility this month. Uh, Responsibility with elementary age students is such an interesting topic. And the way we're talking about it, the way we're defining it or applying it this month is proving you can be trusted with what's expected of you. So that's a pretty rich meaning. There's a lot in there. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about when, it, it, what is age appropriate? When do elementary school age kids understand trust, um, that middle part of the definition? How does that come to be real for them? And, and when can we expect them to understand that responsibility and trust intersect? Yeah, it's such a good question. and. You know, for me, as I think about child development and when kids start to really understand, um, you know, such a big concept like trust and even responsibility. But, you know, trust is something that we should be instilling in them through our actions, right? That we are trustworthy people. And so they can trust that we are going to be consistent and, um, and, and fair and always there for them and those things. But I think for them to really understand the impact of that, it's usually in those upper elementary grades when we experience kind of a break in that trust, right? feels like around fourth, fifth, sixth grade, we start to see friendships that break trust that then causes us or causes our kids to kind of pause and be like, wait a minute, I said that to them and then they told someone else And that's when we can really have the conversation about trust and how that intersects with responsibility. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I don't know. Thinking back about that and, and re, you know, putting myself back at that age and thinking about what it must've been like to feel hurt or feel the lack of trust, um, feel betrayed for the first time. And that must be a pretty, uh, pretty deep feeling. Um, I can't personally remember that, but thinking about what it must be like for someone eight, nine, 10 years old, that's, that's pretty deep stuff. So, um, so how can we set them up for that? How can we train in trust and responsibility when they're even younger than that um, to help them through those tough times when they do lose trust with folks? Yeah. So as you are talking with them, we're, we're hoping that you can be planting the seeds of how your job, right? So it's, this comes back to that idea of responsibility, right? Your responsibility, your job in friendships is to always be kind and always be fair or whatever it is, right? So it's bringing them back to those things that you have planted in them, those family values that you have, that parenting philosophy that you instill. And if you haven't, you know, if you're sort of like, I don't even know what that means, Beth, like, 
what are you talking about a parenting philosophy? I just am living my life day by day, <laughs> right? That's okay because at the end of the day, you know in in your mind, in your heart, this is what I want my kid to be when they're in friendship. And that really does bring it back to responsibility. So the conversation you have with your third or fourth or fifth grader is, you know, your responsibility, your my expectation of you, your responsibility is to be kind, even if people aren't kind to you. Your responsibility is to not call someone a name. It's to not hit someone, right? So it's it's coming back to what uh, what it is that you have threaded through your parenting to this point. Yeah, and I love that so far we've talked about trust and responsibility, and we have not once mentioned homework or chores. I think that's really cool. But but those things are real, right? So how do you? How do you instill both the character trait or the qualities of responsibility in your kid and also make sure that they're fulfilling their chores or responsibilities? It's why I actually love the way that we define it, right? That we, you know, we've trusted them with what's expected of them. And I think this idea of expectation can be a little bit tricky. And as a psychologist who specializes in working with kids and families, I find that sometimes parents have either too high of an expectation or too low an expectation, right? So sometimes we might say, well, I mean, you're seven years old. Why are you still crying? I have this expectation that you should not cry anymore or, you know, you're whining or you, your, your room is a mess or you're on your, your device longer than I think you should be, right? Right. This idea of responsibility as it relates to chores and tasks for them at home is very real. And it's an important thing for us to, to kind of pause and think, what is my expectation for my nine-year-old right now? And then how do I use my words to describe for them my expectation and usually it will involve the word responsibility, right? So your responsibility is to make sure that your room is clean before we go to school. Your responsibility is to, you know, help me take the trash out once a week. And then we have to follow through with what that is. And I think the last thing I'll say here about devices, because I uh, had an interview with uh, another counselor out of Charlotte, actually, and we did a podcast about uh, screen time for kids. And she said something that I want to kind of share here. And um, her name was Tara Egan from Charlotte. Her business is called Charlotte Parent Coaching. But she talked through how kids are going to be drawn to devices. They are going to be drawn to being on their devices longer than we think they should be. That's how our kids are just sort of wired, and that is the addictive nature of what devices do. So I'm saying this because I think our expectation is that our kids will be better at, at not being addicted to devices. And frankly, if we take a look in the mirror, yeah. so their brain chemistry is just wired in such a way that they're not able to necessarily put those limits on themselves. And so it's not really fair for us to say, you need to be responsible and not be on your screen for four hours a day. It's kind of our responsibility to help them in that way, support them in that way, because they actually are not, um, they're not quite wired to do that yet yeah, at this level. For sure. Wow, that's good. I like that you're differentiating between 
being responsible and having responsibilities, but also acknowledging that the things we do, right, our actions, our whether or not we follow through with our responsibilities say a lot about who we are and, and that character of responsibility as well. So it's really intertwined both as adults and as kids. Um, and, you know, it, it seems like it would be easy to reduce it to doing the dishes or taking out the trash or cleaning up your toys, but it's so interrelated to things like technology or things like, um, you know, following through on things you said that you do that maybe aren't that significant to you, but are very, significant to the person that you're promising them to. Um, and all of that stuff really ultimately, if what we want for our kids is to be people of character and people who others trust and look to positively, man, is this an important one to instill when they're in elementary school? If that's the kind of person we want, you know, down at the end of the road. You know, it's why I actually really love core essential values just as a whole, right? Is that as parents, I think it becomes hard it, it can feel overwhelming when you think about all the ways you have to instill all these things in your kids, right? You want them to grow up and you want them to be kind and successful and, you know, be able to manage their money and their mood and their life. And what I love is that each month we get to stick with just one word. And it doesn't mean we forget all the other words, but I love that so many of these things, we can choose to use this word intentionally when we see it. Right? Just like when we were talking about integrity, we're planting the seeds of these words that are going to be so powerful for them later. Yeah. And so for me, it comes down to continually labeling this month, being yeah. really intentional about saying, that was really responsible of you. So again, separating the task of it's your responsibility to do from the action, the character trait of, of being responsible. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Wow. That's huge. That's huge. It's making me some mental to do's for me during the month of January for myself and for my family. So that's really awesome. Um, anything else that you want to say as we end our podcast in January to send folks off into this new year thinking about responsibility? You know, I think it's just remembering that our elementary kids are watching yeah. our every move. They're listening to our every word because they're trying to figure the world out, right? And with our preschoolers, they are not quite as much paying attention, but by the time they get to elementary school, they really are watching, probably even more than we realize. Sure. So I think as you're thinking through, what am I, what am I modeling? And then how am I using the word responsibility this month? is that um, it may not come naturally to you. And so just like you were saying, like, how am I going to put this on my mental or physical to-do list? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which might feel like overkill, but, but really like if you had a presentation on responsibility at your job, you would put it on your to-do list to practice <laughs> that presentation. Yeah. 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 It would get a lot of mental space, right? Right. The same thing here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's an, it's a new year and a fresh start and we get to leave some stuff behind and start some new things in the new year. And I think this is a great month to start thinking about our responsibilities as parents and, and um, the responsibilities that we're giving our kids that lead them to be trustworthy people in the future. So thank you for coming on and talking about this. If people want to know more about your stuff, how, how can they find you? Yeah, my website is makewordsmatterforgood.com and um, I'm on Facebook, MWM with kids and would love to have folks follow along there.
Awesome. And you can find out more about Core Essentials at coreessentials.org, or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter as well. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a happy new year, and we'll see you in February. Hey! <laughs> <laughs>